Today's devotion comes from um, John uh, chapter 7, uh, verse 53, and then moves right into chapter 8, verse 1, through verse 11. This is the story of the woman caught in adultery. Then each of them went home while Jesus went to the Mount of Olives. Early in the morning he came again to the temple. All the people came to him, and he sat down and began to teach them. The scribes and the Pharisees brought a woman who had been caught in adultery, and making her stand before all of them, they said to him, Teacher, this woman was caught in the very act of committing adultery. Now in the law of Moses commanded us to stone such women. Now, what do you say? They said this to test him so that they might have some charge to bring against him. Jesus bent down and wrote with his finger on the ground. When they kept on questioning him, he straightened up and said to them, Let anyone among you who is without sin be the first to throw a stone at her. And once again he bent down and wrote on the ground. When they heard it, they went away, one by one beginning with the elders. And Jesus was left alone with the woman standing before him. Jesus straightened up and said to her, Woman, where are they? Has no one condemned you? She said, No one, sir. And Jesus said, Neither do I condemn you. Go your way, and from now on, do not sin again. This story transitions us from this intense theological debate about the identity of Jesus over his identity as prophet and Messiah that has been going on for the previous two chapters. We are transitioning now into a practical ministry application that is meant to find a way to bring charges against him. Jesus is teaching at the temple, but at the outer court, most likely. This is the place where scribes and rabbis would gather their disciples and other interested people to teach them. It was an accessible place for others to join in on the teaching. So the scribes and the Pharisees bring to Jesus a woman who has been caught in adultery. Their trap is to either get him to uphold the law and allow the woman to be stoned to death, this would certainly compromise his message of love and grace and forgiveness. The other option would be to allow the woman to go free, which would be a dramatic violation of the law, right in front of the temple. One thing about this case, in Palestine during the time of Jesus, stoning was a very rare form of punishment. It happened, but more often it occurred in rural, out-of-the-way places. And in terms of adultery, there were several different acts um, that required different uh, types of death penalties. There was only one um, act of adultery that issued the death penalty of being stoned to death. And that was if a betrothed virgin was found sexually active with another man, unfaithful to her betrothal, 
this woman and the man that she is caught in the act with could be stoned to death. For some reason, they only bring the woman. I'll let you fill in the reason why it doesn't. It's not explained to us here. We don't know what Jesus was writing, but we do know what he stated. If any one of you is without sin, let him be the first to throw a stone at her. What Jesus is asking the men who brought this woman to her, to, uh, brought this woman to him, is if you are not guilty of this particular sin, you may cast the first stone. I think we lose that meaning in the translation. He's not asking them if they've ever sinned that they can't cast the first stone. That wouldn't be in, a, in accordance with the law. Um, he's not even asking if they've had lust in their hearts, if, they, uh, if that would rule them out. What he is saying is, specifically, if you are not guilty of this particular sin, which this woman has been charged with, then you may cast the first stone. Jesus, who was under scrutiny because they didn't believe he was a prophet, has now just prophesied a truth that deep down all these men know is true. And one by one, her accusers begin to slip away. It says, beginning with the elders, but by the end, all of them are gone. As one scholar, D.A. Carson, said, those who had come to shame Jesus now leave in shame. Then Jesus stood up and said to this woman, where are your accusers? Didn't even one of them condemn you? She replied, no one, sir. Jesus says in response to her, neither do I condemn you. Go your way. And do not sin again. Jesus prophesies and he forgives this woman's sins, fulfilling his role and his identity as a prophet and as the Messiah. When he prophesied about the men's actions, he fulfilled the role of the prophet. When he forgave the woman and allowed her to go free, he fulfilled the role of the Messiah. So the very debate that we had just come from in the previous chapter about whether he was a prophet and a Messiah now gets played out in a practical ministry application. Yes, this is Jesus, the prophet and the Messiah. I pray that God will bless your reflection upon this devotion and that God will bless your day.